What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode for the week. Episode 279B of 4th Level Cinema. Our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. Now we're going to talk about our discussion on the All the Old Knives on Amazon Prime. With you for that discussion, Grayson, Roger, and Chris, the whole episode, the whole gang for this one as well. For the episode of Firestarter, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, trailer talk, check out episode 279A, posted on Tuesday, 524. Alright guys, let us jump right into it. Let me get some particulars out of the way. How are we doing? The vibe's really good in this room right now. I'm just listening to you lead in, man. Alright. And you just kind of said, hey, are we ready? And then you started talking. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't count us in or not. Alright, no, I don't count it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad right. we made a decision. You said that earlier, had to edit the front of it out. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, great, wonderful. Alright, all the old knives. That's behind the scenes, folks. <laughs> Tomato meter... Of 63, which is a miles ahead of the Firestarter 11. <sighs> yeah. With the audience score, 45. Same audience score, by the way. Okay. No, no, Same no, audience well, score. Listeners, you, you won't be surprised. Grayson gave that movie a four, so it was well, bad. Well, and he movie. couldn't even... Firestarter. I he, gave it a one and a half. He let in with four. I gave it a one and a Same half. as Doctor Strange. <laughs> Can't believe this. By the way, I watched Doctor Strange again. Yeah? Yeah. I stand by my four. Come on, I, say it. I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna watch it a third time. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. so he doesn't stand by it now. He's no. I didn't say that. Okay, Things so are changing in my head a little bit. All right, so back to the, all the old knives. <laughs> so, so it's got a 45 on the audience score, which actually means to me that they didn't understand the ending. You know, and I mean that seriously. There's no way the ending. The ending isn't hard to figure out. It, well, it's kind of clunky in a way. I think though. Like they see, they see things coming one way, and they know what's happening, and they don't understand. Like at the very end, what happens, and they're like, well, "I don't like it. I didn't like it." <laughs> like I think, I think it's one of those kind of scenarios. I maybe like they were into the movie until the end. They're like, Fuck "Maybe I'm shit, too okay. smart to be able to bring my my brain down that's to that dumb it. of a level." <laughs> figure that out. It. That's not it. All right, Chris Pine, Henry Pelham, Sandy Newton as Celia Harrison, Jonathan Price, hell of a cast here, guys. Uh, Bill Compton. Paul Com- sorry, Compton, Lawrence Fishburne as Vic Wallinger, Corey Johnson as Carl Stein, Jojo o- John Joe O'Neill as Ernest Paul, director John Joe, brother of Banjo. Directed by Janice Metz Pedersen. Let's talk about it. Roger, what's all the old knives about? Knives. Old. <laughs> Feet. Unused cutlery. <laughs> Roger, can you please No? Weird. Can you please, what's the movie about? This is a spy thriller, espionage, terrorism movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, about a, it's set in 2020, and it's about a, a terrorist event that happens in 2012, and they're trying Flight to... Flight 127. They're trying to close the book on this case, make sure they got all the ducks in a row, and uh, it's the story that plays out from there. Which it's I'm set in a very beautiful restaurant, by the way. Oh, yeah. With a hell of a view. With and two beautiful people. Hell of a green screen behind it. And drinking wine, two beautiful You know what, people. though? I bet you that's a real place. No, I, no, I bet that's not green screen. I bet you that is. That's not green screen. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no way. Why Maybe. would that be green screen? Why would that be green screen? It just looked green screen to me when I watched it. It looked like bad scenes. No, they would have just rented that place out for a couple of days and shot all that. They hadn't been done with it. All right. I mean, whatever. I mean, you're the movie guy, not Well, me. I've seen a lot of restaurant scenes shot in Pittsburgh. Like, really nice, like... Two hundred dollars a plate restaurants, yeah. and like none of that's green screen. It's all like shot on location. So why would that be any different? I don't know. I and it was a beautiful restaurant. Like, it was a beautiful restaurant. <laughs> like, people get engaged in there. Might consider themselves lucky. Um, 
Well, I mean, Chris Pine. Let's talk about Chris Pine for a second. Well, uh, this movie is is about the people involved in this, not about the actual Flight 127. Well, somewhat, but yeah. it's about... You, you, you know what happened, you just don't know what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, you, don't know, how, you don't know how it got to the point that it did, you know, and they're trying to find out who to blame for that, if anyone Which, at all. I'm really happy they didn't call this movie Flight 127, because they very well could have, and that's a really hokey... In the 90s, it would have been called Flight 127. Maybe. Early 2000s, definitely yeah, yeah. would have called Flight 127. Yeah but, yeah, but also Nick Cage would have been in that movie, too. That's so. true. There's no That's way. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it would have been a whole different a whole different thing. Flowing uh, hair. So just so you... Yes, beautiful flowing of <laughs> luscious mane. <laughs> so just so you know, it was filmed in Carmel-by-the-Sea, California, in an actual restaurant. I, I, I told right. you, 100%. I stand corrected. It, just, it, just, it, did, it didn't look like it when, like, the one shot It was shot too incredible. Saw. Well, no, it, <laughs> it was just the way that, like, the, like, the, win- the windows outside were. It just it didn't look right, but... All right, I stand corrected. It's fine. So what... This movie revolves around two people who used to be lovers who are remembering a life that they had while also talking about who also both were involved in this weird chapter and you know now what the CIA is handling it CIA. they're trying to close the book on the facts that actually happened they they they've all always been CIA that's what they do so it's always been the yeah, okay CIA. so but they, these two people used to see each other romantically and they're both still very much in love with each other that much is pretty obvious pretty quick yeah yeah I mean, they both still have intense feelings for each other and they are recounting Chris Pines what's his name Henry Pelham it's a great, it's a strong name, though, Henry Pelham. Chris Hank. Pines. <laughs> Stood me off my game so much. Hank. <laughs> so Chris, Chris Pines, Henry Pelham is talking to people, trying to figure out who made certain phone calls to a terrorist organization on a plane, which ended up killing a lot of people. Yeah, there's some evidence of points. So there was an internal thing that uh, drove some of that stuff forward and leads to everybody. What, everybody on the plane died, right? Every, mm-hmm. Yeah, every, all 120 all 100, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of them died. Pilots, passengers, and terrorists. That's what's called a lose-lose situation. <laughs> the Kobayashi Maru. Oh, yeah, Kobayashi yeah, Maru. Yeah, weird. Look at Chris Pine There's Chris Pine in it, yeah. Star Trek, go. baby, what's Star up? Trek. Star Trek, Mr. Sci-Fi Guy. Because of nerds. <laughs> shut up. You <laughs> shut up. Um, I did. I tell you what, I did love Jonathan Price. I haven't seen him in a while, but I did see him in the Pirates trilogy this week. And I was like, oh, Jonathan Price, he's back. Uh, I I love Jonathan Price, and of course, I never I never get mad seeing Lawrence Fishburne. He's great. Um, it's got a good cast. Lawrence Fishburne looks, looks like he lost some weight for this one. Well, good. I wanted him to be his. Are you saying he wasn't? Did he need to lose some weight? Yeah, he was. I wow. Mean, I didn't say anything about weight. What did I, you, you said, said about weight. You said good. <laughs> I said he... Like he needed it. Uh, oh, well, sure. Fine. <laughs> wow. Sorry, you want to come on the show and debate wow. weight? Wow. <laughs> you think he's only he's looking his best in uh, an old John Wick 3? He was living his best. And no. in Matrix. Well, he, wasn't, he was in Matrix, was he? No, no they didn't let him come no, back. No, not on the new one. <laughs> well, because it wasn't. it was a younger him. That's why. Now we're wondering. Sort of him. Mm. It's an easy way to not pay Lawrence Fishburne to be yeah. Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> <laughs> in a movie. But still have Morpheus. <laughs> also, that movie's bad. That movie's... Bad, bad. I wish I would have scored that lower now that I think about it. What did you score? What did you score that? I think I scored it a three he gave it or a four. <laughs> yeah. It was like a three or a I think four. I definitely not that would a four. Two, two. I, I think I gave it a, a four. Two, four. so bad. Yeah. I think he gave it a five. And I had so much high hopes for that, but goddamn. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so... Back to all the old cutlery. Chris Pine. I know you're a fan of good... Of good beards, but how about like great flowing hair, like, so, like very thick mane of hair? So, 2012 Chris Pine in this movie 
has got like some super emo hair going on. Like it's flipped forward and just body. My wife strong. could not believe the wig on it's that. It's <laughs> Like it was so bad. But like it's so funny though. Chris, so Chris Pine is like legitimately barely a year older than me, and he's like full on gray beard now. And I was like, wow, dude, that sucks to be so handsome and have your body turn on you like this. <laughs> That should be your opening line if you ever meet him, bro. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry that you're so handsome, but your body's betrayed you. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. He's really one year older than you. He's just, he's 41. I thought he was in his 50s. Maybe I'm wrong about you're that. You're officially okay. 40 now? I turned 40 two weeks ago. You're old as fuck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. God. Yep. I just turned 37. Yep. Think you're the baby, it. you're 33. That's right. I only know that now because Roger... Chris Pine's one handsome son of a bitch, leaned though. into me and got my, my age out I didn't there. know. I didn't know. Research purposes. On his abs. <laughs> on Krizaka Efron's abs. Your age demographic factors into that. <laughs> <laughs> that really does, though. It really does. So, and, and Sandy Newton. Chris Pine, both beautiful people. Like, gorgeous people. She was, in, she was in Westworld, wasn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. like one of the stars yeah, of Westworld. Yeah, she's very good in Westworld. She's good in everything she's in. Westworld's coming back, like, good. soon. It needs to. Well, it went on in season three where people did not like it all, wasn't it? Sure well, it went a completely like. different direction, though. Yeah, but it was and bad. It wasn't... The first season. I didn't think excellent. it was bad, though. I thought the direction they take it in, like, really opens the door for better stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, back well, to... listen, I understand why people don't like that. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. to all the old sporks. Let's go. All the old, all the old cutlery. Yeah. Um, so oh, Chris, now we're going with the jokes, huh? Yeah. So, Chris, you mentioned before you like the way you like this kind of movie the way it's the way it's told, the way it's shot. Yeah, like, yeah. What I, did you mean by that? So, I I, I like the I like it when move when these kinds of movies deliver thing like everything's delivered in dialogue and pulling you through a story and giving you just enough to want you to want you to like keep seeing it, but then you keep seeing. I don't mind the whole scene the same thing from a different angle from different characters. I actually really enjoy that. And I like uncovering the mysteries of a movie with the characters, and like finding out with them, and not a movie telling me how things have like happened or how things are being uncovered. So, and this movie does a good job of that. It does pull you through on a, on a story. I get pulled into that kind of thing. I'm very interested to see the whole thing through. This is a very character-driven story. It is, too, yeah, because so. there's no real action in this movie at all. It, it it's it's to keep someone's attention when you have mainly two characters sitting in one room and. Going through a recounting of a story, telling a story to each other, yeah, that has no real action in it. That that takes good writing. That takes you know an interesting plot line, and that takes characters you that you get invested in in some way, shape, or form. Whether you're rooting for them to fail or you think you know what's happening, that kind of thing. And this movie does that very well all the way through. They at least keep you interested and locked in because it does give you small twists and tidbits that like reaffirm the things you may think or undermine the things that you thought you figured out and it does a good job all the way through with all, all these things. I, I agree um, I think that's I think that might be part of the Chris Pine touch I really do think that maybe he is he's the first build EP is like your producer on this which makes me think he had a lot of creative control. Now, why do you why do you think Chris Pine was attracted to a role like this? Let me ask you guys. That. I think he's got something going on with Amazon, honestly. Like he's, he's on that. What's he on the Jack something? Yeah, something else. What no, you, what's who is old Harrison Ford? Clear and present danger. Ben Affleck was. Well, he was. He did that terrible Jack Ryan. Yeah, movie, Jack Ryan. But that's not him. Remember, Krasinski took over that. Oh, okay. Yeah, then right, they, okay. then they're ending that now too. Since yep. you know he's doing Krasinski's. Yeah, Krasinski's too him. Big, busy to do that. Well, anymore I mean, if you're point. Amazon, I mean, I mean, Netflix has Adam Sandler, has Chris Hemsworth, has a couple other people. Why wouldn't you not just look? Chris Pine's not a bad get. No, <laughs> I mean, he's not. But at the same time, he's not. A, he's not as relevant as as the other people you've named, right? Well, relevant is important here because I mean, like, 
Chris Pine's also a damn good actor. I'm not. In a movie not called in, in a movie called Wonder Woman, Chris Pine's character was the best thing about it. Well, yeah. Well, that's a bold thing for you to say after the way you defended Wonder Woman last time we were on the show. But but he was the reason those parts are great. Oh, okay. But not the but not the third act that you defended. No, he. That's the, again. That's the reason the third act is great. It's Chris yeah, Pine. We can talk about that later. Okay. Special DC episode and okay. Marvel episode coming up. You know, probably probably next week. The no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roger. Well, like, I'm not doing any more work. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this would replace. Never mind. The yeah, Downton Abbey. Yeah, the thing I have about like your comment about um, Chris Hemsworth and you know so on and so forth is Chris Pine isn't as big as those guys though. Doesn't Amazon have enough money to throw at any actor they want to and well, say, hey, make make us some? There shit. was a time when Chris Pine was huge, but it's not now. Relevancy but, I mean, is important. But he's, but he's still, not irrelevant. Yeah, that's the thing. He still got the relevance from. He's like a solid mid-card guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Solid mid-card guy. Well, so he can still lead a movie, okay. clearly, but he's is he the biggest thing in Hollywood? No, absolutely not. But for a movie like this, I think he's great. No, for a movie like this, yes. I'm talking about, like, because Grayson... Listen, he ain't Captain Kirk no more. They might do a fourth one. Well, but a I mean... Because well, Grayson made the point of about how, like, Netflix has... Well, yeah. You know, Hemsworth and stuff. And, like, so, like, why is Chris Pine... Possibly Amazon's guy when they could have someone bigger. I'm glad they. I'm glad that Chris Pine that, that you know that this movie was made and that he's at it. I just you know. Chris Hemsworth doesn't work with Netflix do. exclusively. He's just got like five more movies in the next three years with yeah. Netflix. Like obviously they made some they kind also of have deal. Ryan Reynolds. Well, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. I mean Adam Sandler. They have Sandler. a nice little lineup there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon. Well, I guess what I'm getting is Amazon has the money to do this if they want to. They just haven't yet, and right. maybe it's because. You know, especially with well, like, all, all the theater stuff happening, you know, or lack thereof, that so, they're afraid to. Well, this came out April 8th well, in look, select theaters. You in know he's the star of the Dungeons & Dragons movie they're yeah, making, right? Yeah. Whom? Pine. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. So, no. As long as, it's not, as long as it's not Vin Diesel. That's big, big, though. I'm sure. I mean, because sure. that's going to be a big deal. Well, see, this movie, the thing is, most movies like this, it's only on the streaming set. But this is on streaming and theater, so they must have thought they had some kind of... Contending for the story is good enough for that. I think the though. acting, I think, is great. Yeah, I, I I think all that works for you know the possibility of, of at least being on that list. So that's not a bad move on their part. I really yeah no that's that's the thing. Um, Chris Pine is a very capable leading man. There's nothing wrong with Chris Pine's acting. I just he's in great listen, shape. <laughs> he has most of the abs. <laughs> <laughs> Even at his age, that's great. Um, that's a big deal, though, because Chris Pine's a solid dude. Like, that's the whole thing. So I can understand why he would have been attracted to something like this. It gives him a... I mean, he's not... He's past the point where he can... I mean, Liam Neeson would would beg otherwise, but most men in their 40s, they try to look to transition out of the run and gun and taking blows. Of the, you know, that kind of role. But, I mean, Tom Cruise still does it. He's older. He's 60. 60. Is he really 60? Yeah. Good lord. Very close to it. Um, you know, Liam Neeson still obviously makes 12 movies a year. <laughs> 104 makes 12 movies a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it obviously can be done, but I Tom mean. Tom Cruise is 59. Good lord. He'll he be doesn't... 60 on July 3rd. He doesn't. On oh, July 3rd. Mm-hmm. That makes sense that he was born on July 3rd, actually. He's America's boy. Um, so that's just. you got to start transitioning out of that guy and trying to transition to something else, which is what I think he's doing. And this is a perfectly fine movie to do it in. Uh, this, the script, I can understand why it would attract someone like Chris Pine. You know, it takes you, you got to have the chops to do this. I mean, it's a decent story. It's, it's it works. So let's talk about like when they're him and Danny Newton. They're they're 
talking over what looks to be like hors d'oeuvres and wine. Um, many, but, many glasses well, of, of wine. Course, I mean, yeah, you ever the... drank seven glasses of wine at dinner? <sighs> Buddy, that's a problem. Toasted. Toasted. Yeah, that is, that is, that's a tomorrow problem, too. <laughs> that's a, no, that's a, that's a four hours from now problem. That's no, coming well, back up. maybe, even then, though, but that wine hanger that shit is gnarly, bro. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. So much goddamn sugar. I'll have to ask my wife. <laughs> and I love the couple of twists that come into this. I love the twist, too. too. It's like, I didn't see one of them come. There's two big twists in this. I didn't see one of them come. The other one, I kind of saw a couple minutes before, but the twist with the wine, I thought was pretty cool. Like, 100% cool. Um, I didn't see the next one. The movie, I don't like when movies do this. Clearly a character knows, clearly someone knows they've done something and we're meant to believe that someone else has done that thing. That makes sure. sense? I don't like when movies do that because like, there was no reason that this person would have suppressed that in his mind. Right. In their mind. Um, did you guys, that, am I making sense to you guys? Yeah, well it makes sense to me because I know what happens in this movie. What do you mean he suppressed it though? Well, I mean... Okay, fine. Maybe not suppress as much as I. What if I never trying to pass off the blame? What after I, when I realized what was going on, I didn't think he was there trying to put the blame on somebody. I think he wanted somebody to know how he really felt about her, and that we're, we're, we're no longer being non-spoilery. No, no. I, I try to use no no um, genders, but but I mean I think that's important. Like it is, you know. But that's that's why it was done. Yeah, that's I think exactly so. why things played out the way that they did, mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think. I don't think she ever knew that, which is no. now what he's trying to make up for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the story leading up to that is the, especially with Jonathan Price, um, those were my favorite interactions. Was Hemsworth Henry with Jonathan Price's character, uh, Bill? Those are some of my favorite interactions. Two guys. He's that, like, if I was interrogating you, Bill. <laughs> it wouldn't be in a fucking pub in yeah. London. It'd be in a goddamn Romanian with, basement it'd be with, with two with two guys behind you, ready to read you the right at. <laughs> it'd be in a goddamn Romanian basement. Well, because those are two guys Which is talking. Hilarious, but absolutely true. Yeah, and terrifying. Not for me. Those are two guys that are talking that know how things are could play out. Yeah, and that's what makes it so great and so scary is that they 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 know how this could go very quickly. Well, I mean, you you, pull, you point out that conversation. I like the conversation he had with his old, with his old contact, with his old inside guy, Ilya or Elsa or Ilya, wasn't it? Ilya, yeah. the guy with the family, yeah, and the cokes. Oh, they had the family, yeah. And um, I like spoiler. <laughs> oh, I liked his conversation. Both pieces of it. The one where you like how he explains how he like how he'd meet up with him and then they talk for hours and you know things like that. Agreed, agreed. And then. How that callback later on, which that like that was a, a scene that actually had tension to it. I think that was the only scene that I watched that actually felt like there was tension behind it in the whole movie, and I liked it. I think I thought it was really well done. I I, I definitely got tired of seeing the same old skylight yeah. roof thing, whatever. But it was a huge moment and even bigger than what you think, you know. Especially when you find out all the details. But that interaction I thought was really good. I thought that was some of the best dialogue in the movie. I, don't know, I like the office scene with uh, the three of them when they're talking about why he was no longer his contact, about how they took him away from mm-hmm. him. Like, that was kind of messed up. Yeah. They're like, they made me give him up. 
and like and they turned him in and they yeah, well they, that's what i mean they, they, they turned him, him over to the russians yep. and like henry is like legit like distraught about it he's yeah. like i don't want it to go down this way he goes i spent years building up this guy's trust and they just threw him to the fucking wolves and was like have at him yep. which man that's brutal it is brutal especially in the intelligence community they yeah. you get found but, out you're done yeah and you don't give up sources like nope. that's not what you do so nope. we protect our sources it's like one of the biggest things about it that's why you never reveal them <laughs> yep well i mean that's you know it's super relevant now i guess because of what happened in the beginning of the year too in you know u.s history but um i, I did enjoy that and i i think you know, I was thinking about this because, like, man, Jonathan Price is so good. Chris Pine is so good. Thin is so good in this movie. I think her performance takes the cake here. Because it's through her performance that I was able to figure out the end before the end came. Who was really the one that perpetrated all this. It's because of her facial expressions you're able to figure that out pretty quick. Not pretty quick, like, maybe 30 minutes before the end of the movie. But, man, that's... that's that Given direction to someone... And you're like, but when you're when you're having this conversation, remember you're also telling the audience what's going on with your face, and like that's that's got to be some of the most difficult things to do on screen is act with your face and still carry the dialogue through. You know what I mean? Like I, I see you, I see your, I see the gears turning in your head. Well, you're yeah, I'm just I'm I'm trying to picture it all and stuff, like just the what you're bringing up. I mean, I think I thought I thought both their performances were on par with each other. Honestly, I don't think any of them outshone the other. No, here. they play off each other pretty. They well. did a very good job of of balancing that and i think that was that could have been by script design too it could have been because yeah. because there is a you know there's a push and pull here that they have you know they have this dance going on back and forth their conversation and that at one point it sways heavily one way and then you come back to the middle and then it does and then it makes that final push at the end of this movie where, you, where we do find out what all actually transpires and the twists yep. and things like that and that comes from that, you know, that that even playing, or you know, like that even footing that they had the well, whole time. And yeah, and both of it comes too from the part of the, the driven, the story driven side of it, where they're both very capable CIA people, mm-hmm. you know, that they didn't point punches like they both know what they're talking about, and yeah. know what they're doing. So it helps that story, you know, well, go in a better I, direction. Was I wrong in that when? Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm trying to. They both towards the end, both the people at the table knew. The people serving them were in on it. They yes. both one figured it out towards the end, and one knew the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay, I remember that conversation. So let me let, let me let me ask you: those both being intelligence people, when that so the, the movie makes a big deal when the 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 server the female server like mispours a wine and spills it and drops the bottle and walks away. Like, did let me ask you: did we really need that? Sure. Or because, like, wouldn't, tension. wouldn't the character in question have picked up on that real quick? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm. I think yeah, I think they would have. But that's just me. I'm giving, I might be giving more credit to intelligence people, but... I mean, probably are. But it's... I see what you're saying, though. It's, you know, oh, well, that, that's an obvious ploy to replace the waiter, blah, blah, blah. Like, they would have seen that. Yeah, but at the same time, I think that as an from an audience standpoint... They they give that to us to because the person is replaced later on. Do find out something about the wine glasses later on, that kind of thing. So I think that it's there for us more than it is the characters involved, and more just for that that story specifically. It's there for us to think 
you know, to get into that same mindset as the characters at the table that we're watching. It's for us to think that way. You know, was that on purpose? Right. Was that something? Is she really flustered? What's you know that kind of thing is going on there? I don't think it's for the script for our characters to figure out. It's for us to get into the well, same no, of mindset. Course, of, of course it is. But I'm saying that would have been a vision. That would have been a cue. Do you think they paid for that meal? No. They drank a lot of wine. They did. That's that a long expensive. time. Yeah, that would have been like a three hundred dollar meal. A glass of wine in a place like that would have been way like more than that, buddy. That sounds you think cheap. So? Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay, fine. I mean, if that's good enough, that could be like I mean, look, 25 a glass. I mean, yeah. That place is an Olive Garden, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez the wheat. The uh, bacon looked good, though. The maple glazed bacon? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I didn't like her stance on bacon. On the meat thing. Like, I'll eat the bacon, but I won't try the other thing. Yeah. Because I'm not. It was a stupid she's line. She's like vegan or some shit. Yeah, it was a stupid line. But whatever. Because <laughs> she just ate the bacon. Now you're gonna have her take a hard stance on none of the next thing, like. <laughs> well, I mean, and you even bring up in your script that you eat bacon. But it's, it's what he says is important. What's he something about, about living, live a little bit, and then the later it's keep on living. I mean, it's all thematically relevant. No, I saying. get it, but still. Um, there's a, so looking at not Chris Pine and Sam Newton's character. Then let's let's go back to the office where we have a couple of key characters um, in the office, and Jonathan Price is there, and then Lawrence Fishburne. That that all plays in really well too. That all plays out. It's it seemed like I had a well-run team there. And I expected Lawrence Fishburne for a minute to be like the bad guy. I did too. I gotta be honest with you. It did well because like you don't you don't get a guy like Lawrence Fishburne right, right. And, just, and just let him be this weird side character for like four like four there. minutes. He's yeah, a yeah. weird side character, but he's just a weird side character in this that you know gets about five minutes of screen time. Or Chris Pine's like Lawrence. Yeah, a million bucks. You're, you, we need you for yeah. two days. You in? You out? Yeah. You get to wear purple. <laughs> you get to be Morpheus again. I'm in. Uh, he says in Morpheus, I'm in. Yeah. I don't uh, think we've talked enough about the vigorous sex scene that they have. They have a couple. We were getting there. I mean, we're, I mean we're getting to the climax of the movie. Hey, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. best part. Oh, <laughs> what? What the fuck are you doing over here? <laughs> what is that? Don't worry about it. Um, oh, I do worry about it. <laughs> I have been in a room with you. I know. Okay, okay, okay. Room anyway, past that. Anyway. Uh, but they were very, they're very t- but it's it's right in line with the movie though how tastefully it's done how non I mean you do see Thandie Newton's chest for like a second maybe yeah, three and seconds. you basically see Chris Pine's see, butthole yeah, you, yeah, you <laughs> like his actual butthole <laughs> I was trying to avoid you saying I that. wasn't her, her I mean, chest I, is the least of my worry is the least of my my attention <laughs> he's got um, a, he's got a great set of ham hocks on him <laughs> he's a good looking dude just I, man he's he's a, he's you know, in shape for this movie. <laughs> It's like an angry starfish. You know, I just watched. I just watched the house last night. Will Ferrell. Just a little side note: when they're like, when when they're know they're coming to the end of what they're the the stick of that movie, they make their own casino. When Will Ferrell knows, he's looking at this picture of of a couple of men like nakedly grappling, and someone walks in, and Will Ferrell's like, all these buttholes. (laughs) 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 I sent you that video, right? It's a weird, any weird tangent, but. Um, yeah, there's a very tastefully done sex scene. It's actually two of them. It's, it's more than one. Well, it's the right? same it scene happened. twice. You see it twice. Okay, you see it. okay, okay. Yeah. From his perspective and from her perspective. Yeah. Now, let me. Okay, here's the question that this movie, I think this script hinges on is, do you buy it? Do you buy his reasoning behind what he did? I yeah. do. Sure. 100%. Yeah. Even if, so like, in that situation, I think it's made more impactful by the way he feels about her, but that could have been, I, I believe... That could have been a lot of those people in that office. If they were in the same situation, he still would have made that call. 
I think it would have been, you know, it wouldn't have been as dire to him. But I think that if that was someone else he worked closely with in the office, but maybe wasn't like, you know, you know, having sex with, obviously. In love with. Yeah, I think he still would have made the call to save them. Well, he re- I mean, the way he reacted when they gave up his source was, yeah. I mean, he saves his He didn't want exactly. that to happen again. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I think if, if, if Ilya, that's his name, right? I'm pretty I'm sure. Not, yeah, so. I, I'm pretty sure if he has the, like, the, um, Bill, the other guy that they, they, they obviously know pretty well, if he's in, if he's in a bad position and he's going to die if he doesn't give him the information, I think Chris Pine's gives that still gives that information up, you, doesn't he? You think so? I think, I, I think there's a chance. I don't think it's off the table. Because no. there's nothing that led you to believe that he's that uh, Chris Pine's character is a is a is a bad dude. You know what I mean? That wouldn't care about his team. Yeah. You know, because I think you put any of those characters in that situation. I think the tragedy of the situation is, is that if the situation was reversed and it was her in that spot and him that was going to die, he wouldn't, she wouldn't have done it. I think she would. No, I think she would have done it. You think? You think so? I think so. I think that's the tragedy because she she knew in that moment she would have made the same decision. That's, oh, okay. I, I kind of see your point. Actually, which, which that made, would be the tragedy which makes of her decision to follow through with the CIA plan to kill him even harder because she knows she would have done the same. There's thing no to more save fucking spoilers anymore, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, like, but that's like, all that happens. You're right, though. That's um, but that's the that's the linchpin right there. Is who would make decision under what circumstance? And that's yep. kind of the whole thing. Is there was well, let me ask you: Was there ever a chance you thought this was? All in someone's head, no. because of the way it was set up in the restaurant, and because it was remembering things. No, no, because it wasn't that psychological. The imagery movie. of the scene was kind of it was like overly majestic. Don't get me wrong, but like besides the slight vibe you get to like Inception, for example, would be like one that has like a visual play on that kind of thing, like everything not being real. Besides that one, maybe split second of like it looking really nice in there. No. I, I think will, I will tell you if it went down that path, I'd have been pissed because it wouldn't have fit the vibe of the movie. Yeah, I agree with I, that. I agree with you. I mean, there was a point pretty early in the movie I was expecting some weird psychological, someone's in prison but they're remembering kind of what, because it's weird, they keep jumping back and forth from the events of, of the office after Flight 127 to the restaurant, to the hotel, to, I mean, like, there's a couple of different, keep we keep jumping back and forth in the timeline a little bit. After seeing the whole movie through, I'm okay with the way it hops around, but while I was watching it, I didn't like how much of the hopping there was. Because they do it a lot. They do it a lot, and we've we've bragged on other movies for doing the same exact thing. Well, it's because it's sometimes when they do it, if you do it right, it's okay. But if you mm. don't, it's really bad. And this it's one jarring. does it okay. This one does it okay. Yeah. They didn't do it great, no. but it is okay. But I it did, it did kind of pull me out a little bit where I kind of lost a little bit of interest as I'm trying. I'm like I quit trying to follow what time frame we were in and just kind of watch the scenes and soaked up the information and at the end of it I kind of like you know thought about all the things that we saw that led us to that point but that was that's one of the few problems I have with the movie yeah I mean it does jump a lot it does do that I mean so if you're not into a movie where you're going to see a lot of like shifting in time just bang 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 because it's not like it's like hard cuts all the time like they do it kind of, I like I like the way they do it is like through the story mm-hmm. like they cut from you know 2012 back to 2020 back to 2012 is you know the character that whoever is telling their part of the story or talking about their part of the story interjects something and it brings you back to that time yeah. and I think that's okay yeah. it makes it fit but just then, memorize the wigs too and you'll know what, what time frames you're in well I didn't I didn't have a problem with doing yeah, that yeah. but it's like somebody might maybe but I also like so not only do you get a lot of time jumping, you get the same story from two different perspectives here. And that's something that I didn't catch up on quite as early as I normally do. Because I'm like, all right, so we're seeing it from here. And I was like, well, no, that's still this, but it's not. It's, you know, this is 
Celia's side, this is Henry's side, this is what each other are seeing. So, I mean, I, I think it works, though. It does does make for well, a compelling story. They train you for the big reveal, too, because yeah. they're showing you each side of the story, and they're showing it in pieces. Yeah, back, like you said earlier, when it swings back and forth yeah. and back and forth. But then when it does swing, like, you still get that last shot at the end where it's like, well, goddamn, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, and, like, in that big reveal point, you know, that's when you kind of, you think of both things happening simultaneously, finally. Yep. Because all, all, all the this where they train you, you know, this is this one, this is that, this is this, is yeah, that. Yeah. Then it's that together moment where you put it all together, where you put it all together. Which I thought was good story design at that mm-hmm. point because it all pays off. It does. It's great when it pays off. Yeah, right? if it didn't, it, yeah. it just doesn't often pay off. That's the problem. No, that's that's, that's usually the issue. That is that, we don't have that issue here, thankfully. No, I think this is well written, so like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. This is one I was very kind of. I mean, I was watching it. <laughs> you hear me, Ridley Scott? I was watching it on my phone on the plane. Uh oh. No. But I mean, I watched it twice because I, I had two full days. I had two ten-hour days of traveling, so I watched it twice. But um, that that's I mean it's a well written movie, with the thing is you can't you have to have the caliber of talent that they had. It doesn't work if you don't have a list talent doing it, because so much of it revolves around facial expressions and delivery of certain lines over others. And it's just it's a tough thing to do. It really is a tough thing to do. You've got to have the tippy top of the a list, which Sandy Newton is is up there. Chris Pine is up there. Jonathan Price is up there. You know, old Larry Fishburne. Yep. It's up there. I mean, it's just, it's 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 a well-made product. Um, how do you feel about the? Did you guys think about the score while it was going on? No. The music at all? No. Uh, but here's like, I don't know about you guys. When I watch things on Amazon, it's always really freaking quiet. I gotta turn my TV so up real loud. So this movie did have that issue where it yep. would go from blastingly loud yes. to dialogue. So talking I like watched this. this in the evening in my room. My kids' room down the hall, not uh, not a big house, and I had this movie. I wanted to hear the dialogue, so I'd go and turn it up, and then all of a sudden, some shit would go down, and it sounded like a goddamn war zone in my house. Yeah. So was, I actually didn't get to hear much. I read the subtitles of the movie almost the entire time. This is one of the ones where I had to have my remote in my hand and swing up and yep. down yes. and up. And did Did your wife watch it with you? Yes. Did she enjoy it as well? Yeah. Good. We, we thought it was okay. Yeah. And you watched it by yourself. I watched it. Started to watch it with my wife, but she passes out early, so I finished it. Fair. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's, if, if, if 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 movies are very good, the next day she, if she nothing said, else. She said, "How was that movie?" I said, "It was, it was okay." Oh, when, God, <laughs> when when Godzilla came in and destroyed everyone, yeah, it was yeah, cool. It was cool. Yeah, that's a weird twist. You just see how <laughs> what, next time it happens, see how far you can take yeah, it before yeah. she's like, "Are you fucking with me?" You're like, yes. To, she's used to be screwing her that way, so that probably won't work long for me at this but, point. But uh, we can move into scoring it then. I think, okay. I think so. I I can't think of anything else I really needed to touch up on. I I did enjoy the movie for. for I'm glad it didn't go like the the weird in his head or the weird like Shutter Island route mm-hmm. where like they're all just playing parts to get someone to confess or something. I'm glad that didn't happen. I mean, two people were playing parts, but they're not. <laughs> but it, it wasn't. I mean, Shutter Island was everyone was in on it except for the person. Before we score it, can I ask you a question? Yeah. No. All right. All right, then. I guess. Then I'll I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even Um, what was the point of um, the whole Piccolo thing? Besides, you know, I know that, I know that you wanted to have the the knowledge that he was going that he may have eliminated her, mm-hmm. you know, for show or for anything, whatever, to be his fault, his patsy. But like, what was the point of it being there at the end? I think it was. Um... The fact that even, like, if he would have said the wrong thing into the phone, that he still would have, like, taken her out. 
Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, when 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 the guy called, he's like, "She's in my sights." Yeah, yeah. I need a Piccolo, yes. I need a yes or no right now. Well, no, I need a yes. He oh. doesn't need a no. He needs the he needs the go ahead. He needs the verbal com- yeah. verbal command. But here's the thing: like, what's the point of that at that point in the movie? Your movie's over. You know what well, I mean? Well, I, I it could have went a different way where he like says yes well, into it, and it, well, I I wouldn't have been overly surprised. Right, okay, if I, it I'm went down that way. No, I don't say I would have liked it. One way or the other, I just wouldn't have been super surprised. Yeah, but he's madly in love with this girl, and has been for the last eight years. Has obviously thought about her, and even to the point where he betrayed an 120 people in a plane and got them all killed. Sure. Because of this one woman, you think he's gonna have her killed for you know at, at the end of this movie? I mean, he already brought on an assassin to do it if he had to. Anyway, I don't think that was his idea. Mm-hmm. The then my whole question was if it wasn't the idea, why even write it into the script? That's kind of well, my question. I, I know, you know, I, what I mean? know what you're saying, but well, for again, that's for us to well, think yeah. that wasn't. But like, but but like, well, I just don't understand what the point of that was. At the very, end. you know, he's not going to say yes. You know what I mean? At that point in your movie, maybe he should have. Well, I mean, earlier in the day, yeah, obviously, but he was dead holding wine glass. He was never going to say yes anyway. Before he's drunk, which anyway. again, after you find out what you do about how much he loved this woman. And how he wasn't going to let her die, no matter what. That why would you even write the into your script the possibility of killing her? That's for us, though. That character doesn't make sense. Which, that's to me. why. That's my whole thing. Like, that's for us. That's not for. It doesn't make. If it's there for us, it doesn't make sense. If it's not, because like that's not. That's completely non-diegetic shit. Like, you know. What the fuck does that mean? Well, diegetic sound and non. We we hear diegetic sound. That sound that would come from the universe of the movie you're watching. Non-diegetic sound is like. If they're on land and you hear a whale, <laughs> like why do I hear that? But like that's the point. Like so that's in there for us. It doesn't make sense in the universe because he knows what he knows about himself, and he knows that he's going to protect her and keep her alive at all costs. Yeah. So Are there whales in this movie. Oh my jeez. <laughs> um, that's you know one of the problems I think is. But I mean, or is he just covering his own ass? Maybe. Maybe. If he can. Maybe pin it's on protocol. Someone. Huh. Maybe it's that weird protocol thing. Maybe. Yeah. They're, yeah, both, they're, they're, they're both high-level handlers, so... Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, it, it. That just threw me off at the end. I didn't understand the point of it. Because, like, I knew he wasn't going to say yes as he died into the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I just didn't get it. Because you could have had the same exact scene of her walking away, you know, on the beach. And it being that melancholy, that melancholy moment where you know that, you know, that she knows everything now and feels terrible about having him killed without having that guy tailing her to kill her. Right? Like, you still have that scene of her walking away. Yeah, it depends on how much you want to twist the old knife. What? Oh. Now we're out. out. Uh, <laughs> all right, six uh, and a half. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's... I hate you guys. That's a pretty... I, I'm going to go six. Okay. I really like this movie. I like the writing. Doing rapid fire. <laughs> boom, boom. Well, I'll get to say my piece now. I just I have to say... No, no, no. You, were, you were the boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Like, you were the... You missed it. I will never be your boom. <laughs> Touche, Roger. Touche. I think this movie's like a six. Okay, and you go. see Chris Pine's butthole. Exactly. <laughs> Fair. It's, Come I, I, for this. See, this is the insight that I bring to this my show. My score was a six, and then I remembered I got to see Chris Pine's butthole. Oh, That's yeah, what elevates it. Boost. Yeah. <laughs> it was a three, and then I was like, <laughs> I get the six. <laughs> <laughs> Buttholes are worth three. <laughs> Certain point system for well, I mean, you know, body parts. You know. You know, the brown starfish. This is what people star, come to this show for. Okay, guys. Do you have any closing thoughts on all the old knives? <laughs> uh, so no. The movies I, a, I don't have any more cutlery jokes. <laughs> I'm movie, exhausted. movie's acted really well. Um, it's an interesting enough story. 
It does a good job at the writing, which I appreciated. You didn't get to hear the score. May have got higher with it. You, you know, you get to see two beautiful people make beautiful babies. You know, so whatever. Good movie. Right. Worth a watch. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good movie. Honestly, it was. Uh, it was a decent ride. I would say it was predictable. It wasn't completely predictable. Like I definitely saw one twist coming, but then the backside of it, I'm just like, I didn't see quite that happening. So I won't be like, oh, I figured it all out because ah. liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't not until close to the end. You couldn't figure yeah. it all out. They don't give you enough info. Well, they pinned it pretty hard on one person for a while, and yep. you're like, that guy's definitely the one who did it. What a prick. What a dick. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we have done another episode. Pretty this good. has been episode 279B. We're pretty damn good at this, I was going to say. Thank you, Roger. Uh, for the love of cinema, each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. in the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Music. Podbean, Google Podcast, my brain just like completely let out. Yeah, Ow. Spotify, Amazon yeah, Music. Were you thinking about a dirty starfish? I was not. Please leave a comment oh, on two ways. Chris Pine. Every little bit else, more importantly, to get the show, uh, more importantly, thank you for listening. To get the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Chris Fribe to Twitter. <sighs> Check us out on Facebook, always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube, still there. And send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Downton Abbey, A New Era, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Or a special episode of Marvel. Or Downton Abbey. God damn it.